from the Daily Northwestern, you're listening to The Weekly. I'm Sam Burnett. It's week seven on campus and it's getting cold. Make sure to bundle up out there, kids, or you'll end up just like me, sick and stuck with more phlegm in the back of your throat than you know what to do with. This week, our main story will cover protests on campus, and one protest in particular. Then, on our recurring segment, Week on the Street, our reporters ask pedestrians on Sheridan Road about fall. But first, let me take you to a cold evening by the rock, where chants were screamed and speeches were given. We are taking back the power. Let's say it together. We are taking back. On Wednesday evening, a group of about 50 people gathered to rally together in support of non-tenure faculty and their effort to unionize. I am Jackson Bartlett. I am a member of the Northwestern University non-tenure eligible faculty union and member of the bargaining team. All right, not for me, for the union. Some professors at this university have to teach nine classes a year to be considered full-time. Nine classes a year to pay rent in Chicago. Some professors at this university have hundreds of students and no office to meet them in. Some professors here have to buy our own computers, including me, books, our own software, while fat cat administrators rake in six and seven figures Many of us cannot afford our children's medical bills, our student loan payments, or our transportation to campus. So let me ask you again, do you think that's right? No! In addition to faculty, several students gave speeches uh, at the rally. So we're rallying here today in support of our non-tenured faculty at Northwestern. So for those of you who don't know, non-tenured faculty are the people who teach and advise on campus without these guarantees and perks of tenure. Now last year, non-tenured faculty formed a union so that they could bargain collectively with the administration. They were certified on May 26th, yet all these months later, the, the administration is continually refusing to begin negotiations over a contract. It seems like Northwestern is violating the law, and that's why they're currently being investigated by the federal government for these unfair labor practices. Enough is enough. Students are demanding that the university begin negotiations immediately and respect our faculty's right to fair negotiation. That was senior Lars Benson, who as a member of Associated Student Government, helped to push through a resolution in support of the unionizing faculty. Lars himself had a special connection to the issue. My mom was a non-tenured faculty member, and I remember growing up and watching her come home at, you know, 5 p.m. after teaching four classes in a day and grading papers until 11, until I was in bed and working so, so hard and not knowing from one day to another whether she'd be able to keep those courses, whether she'd be able to stay at that school, whether she'd be able to make enough to help support our family. No one should have to go through that. No one. And these people are working so hard in our classes every day. I asked Lars why students should care about this issue. There is no way to suppress the non-tenured faculty union without harming students, and that's ultimately the result of this. You know, if you appreciate how hard your faculty work for you, if you see how hard your, your TAs work for you, then you need to come out for this issue. You need to organize for this issue. You need to sign petitions. You know, you need to uh, to write to administrators. You need to talk to tenured faculty. Um, because ultimately, as, as one of the speakers so wisely pointed out, we are complicit. It's our tuition dollars that go towards paying big union bashing lawyers to come in and suppress efforts like this. So we need to take responsibility too, um, because it's our university and we need to own that. This rally on campus had me thinking about other protests at Northwestern. Last year specifically, after a group of students organized a protest barring an ICE official from speaking in a sociology class, the university released and updated the disruption and demonstration policy. Some of these new restrictions included 
No member of the university may disrupt activities or university events. No member of the university may obstruct movement on campus or entrances to buildings. And a new policy stating that students must register demonstrations or protests. I sat down with Professor A.J. Lewis, who teaches a class on race and sexuality in the politics of protests. I wanted to discuss this new policy and protests on college campuses in general. Uh, I'm A.J. Lewis. I'm a uh, postdoc in the Sexualities Project at Northwestern and uh, affiliated with the history department. What are some of the issues associated with trying to quell student activism on campus? The uh, problem with student protest is not, for instance, like structural or institutional injustice that was being challenged by protesters, um, but the problem was actually student disruption, right? And so there's this, I think, the very, also very long history of kind of, and also like kind of a rendering of student protests, not as demands for social or institutional transformation, but essentially as like demands for chaos, you know? And so that like longer sort of historical context is for me, I think the main reason to be sort of like uh, concerned about policies that, that specifically produce like student activism as disruptive. And how do you think the media portrayal of protests on college campus like affects the impacts that it has? I think that like in recent years in particular, like one of the main kind of like popular media responses has been to like uh, construct student concerns as like trivial and like specifically as like, you know, born of like overly sensitive or like overly coddled students, right? That sucks for students, uh, but I think like the you know it's also important to remember that those kinds of arguments are always the arguments that are made against like demands for social change. Violence on campus does, does, does not tend to originate in student protest movements, right? And what do you think the value of having student protests is on college campuses? You know, student protests historically really contributed significantly to the like reorganization of intellectual and institutional life on universities. Yeah, it's sort of like I mentioned, like that student protests have also played really integral roles in uh, like larger social struggles um, in the United States and that um, campus activism has been a very you know vibrant site of critique not just for like university politics but like for American politics you know more generally. If you want to learn more about the new university disruption and demonstration policy it can be found on the university website. Next we have a reoccurring segment week on the street where we talk to you Northwestern students on Sheridan Road, and ask you about current events. This week, our reporters Marissa Hatler and Natalie Shalotti ask students how they fall into fall. My name's Emily Reddinghouse. I'm a first-year MDiv student at Garrett Evangelical Theological Seminary. I'm Giz. I'm a junior studying economics and business in German. Kyler Dull, sophomore mechanical engineering. Noah Evangelitas, sophomore computer engineering. How do you fall into fall? What does that mean? Um, Ooh, well, I'm your typical white girl, so pumpkin spice lattes, blanket scarves, boots. (laughs) A lot of classes, studying, uh, enjoying the elements, at least in the beginning of the the fall. I'm from Montana, so we don't get fall, so it's very cool to see the leaves change colors and brisk, crisp weather. I mean, I was born in fall, so I was already in fall, so I didn't have to fall for fall. Do you do any specific activities or have any specific food during the fall season? I mean, not necessarily. I just eat whatever I find, so I don't discriminate in, ter- in terms of that. So nothing pumpkin for you? I mean, if it happens, it happens. If I find a pumpkin somewhere, I would eat it, but I wouldn't go out of my way to look for it. Do you have any uh, fall time traditions that you look forward to every year? Uh, raking leaves, but I didn't get to do that this year. How do your habits change? 
Uh, my habits don't really change. I'm from Chicago, so I'm used to the cold weather. So it's just another year for me. So do you notice that your habits change once it gets colder out? Like, do you go outside less? Obviously, do you go outside less? Do you socialize less with people, exercise less? Oh, I definitely exercise less. <laughs> yeah, I stay inside more. Um, sometimes, like, I'm more moody, you know. If it's cold, then the cold just gets me in a negative kind of mindset. So, yeah, for sure. I love fall. It's my favorite season. Uh, I love bundling up and layering up and drinking hot tea and cider and hot cocoa. And, yeah, love it. Do you still walk outside a lot in the fall yeah I do I walk everywhere What's your favorite thing about fall then uh, I work for the football team so football season's my favorite season but other than that like none like nothing change and changes in your daily life with the added weather no I like the cold weather better okay so you would actually say that you maybe are happier and like you flourish more in the fall yes unfortunately that's it for this week. Thanks to Natalie Shalotti and Marissa Hatler for reporting, and Molly Glick for producing. Like the Daily Northwestern on Facebook, and please, please, please subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. Thank you for tuning in.